Welcome to the Buried Gems Podcast, where we dig through internet literature to try and find the next big thing. And then they were telling me about how they're on they're riding their motorcycles up to Maine. Wait, they asked you if you've ever flown out of an airport? This airport. Out of this like, airport. Have you ever been to the airport here? That's such a weird question to ask somebody. <laughs> it's like, nope. I've never left. I've never come. That's <laughs> I've never been to this godforsaken airport. How dare you? Uh, yep, I'd rather uh I'd rather just ride a Greyhound across the country than get out of that shithole. You get to <laughs> You know, the bathroom in a Greyhound beats out the airport every day. Especially when oh, it comes yeah. to being a shithole, you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> like there's just so much shit in the hole of the airport while like the Greyhound, not many people ride Greyhounds is Contrary to popular belief, not that much shit in the hole of the Greyhound bathroom. You know, and you you'd think that until it starts uh, not functioning properly. That is true, and I think they're obligated to break it about halfway through the ride. <laughs> uh, yep, I'm pretty sure that's in the company charter. Or, you know, somebody's dumping a body down there, and it just gets clogged up. That's America. That's what you do for fun on the Greyhound bus. Mm-hmm. You know, when I'm going from KC to OKC, <laughs> classic Greyhound trip. <laughs> Dude, I, I've never ridden a, a Greyhound bus and not been slightly scared. I think that's the vibe they're going for. <laughs> I think that's what I think that's what they think uh customers want in their in their day-to-day routine. Uh, dude, this one time I I, I every time I ride the Greyhound, there's characters on the bus. But the last time I rode from Boston to New York, there were two characters, and they were both sitting next to each other, and they were totally oblivious to how outrageous the other one was. The first one was this dude who didn't say anything, just looked straight ahead, didn't do anything, but he had this binder in his lap the entire ride. And I saw him open it up at one point, and I shit you not, there were like six passports and a bunch of visa papers in this binder. It was just like <laughs> clutching for dear life. Just had a bunch so, of fucking passports? That's sketch. So you guys that. see anybody with more than one passport, you're like, something very sketchy. Yeah, I probably shouldn't even be saying that right now. But anyways, I saw it. I feel like it's been long enough. This has been a few years now. And then next to him was this dude I don't know where he was from. He might have been from the U.S., but he was speaking like Arabic, I have to assume. And he must have been a business owner or something. (laughs) Because this dude from Boston to New York must have fielded like 30 phone calls. (laughs) What? Yep. It's only like five hours, isn't it? Yep. So his phone was ringing like every five minutes. And it, he had, he didn't have it on silent. It would ring, and then he would pick it up Wait, so it and just like, immediately start talking. He, so it wasn't like on vibrate. Like you would hear the the ringer yep. every single time. Yep, <laughs> that's just bad. Every time, that's bad etiquette right there. <laughs> it's the Greyhound. <laughs> that should be their slogan. Honestly, he didn't shit his pants, so I was pretty happy. Did the guy with the passport shit his pants? I don't know. I didn't check. Did you shit your pants? No. <laughs> You see, not that I remember. Not that you never know with the, with the Greyhound. I don't know. It's happened a few times on the Greyhound, so I can't remember if this specific time it happened. Oh, okay. So, like, you know, you don't know if this was the time that you shit your pants. Well, there was more than one time. Oh, okay. So, it were interesting. <laughs> okay. 
Okay. Well, I've ridden the Greyhound, you know, like probably a dozen times. So, so you're gonna shoot your pants at least <laughs> a solid six out of those do- dozen, fifty percent of the time. Honestly, it's better than getting left in a freaking bus station and like conquered. True. So, <laughs> I mean, that's I mean that's where the revolution started. It's not a pretty place. <laughs> <laughs> in the in the fucking bus terminal bathroom. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's where Paul Revere came in. I know there's something the revolting door. happening in there. On a pretty frequent basis, I would assume some type of some type of mass that's just undulating, kind of like growing slowly and taking over the bathroom. That's just the dick going through the glory hole. You know, and you know that you know what happens when a dick goes through a glory hole. Some satisfaction, possibly guilty satisfaction, but satisfaction nonetheless. And that's also what we aim to provide here on this podcast, Barry Gems, where we're going to satisfy your lust and need for dirty internet stories, and we're here to provide. We got we got tons of them. So that was oh, that wow. was that was that's a good description. Well, cool. yeah, I'm pretty happy because now I know which podcast we're doing. <laughs> yeah, it's impossible to tell. <laughs> I should get a little I should get a little neon sign. So that all the listeners can take a look and be like, oh, okay, I am on the right one. I want I want this one, not the one about weird breakup music. No, no, no. I want the one about weird yokais, <laughs> you know, having fun with each other. I mean, they're pretty similar when you describe it that way. Although I, we, we've we've seen some breakups in, uh, in the, the, the lokai world. The, the yokais have or broken yokai. up. Yeah, the lokai. <laughs> We're off to a bad start <laughs> already. So... I, okay, so we're doing. Of course, you looked at the title, so don't be surprised when I told when I tell you we're doing of Yokai and Hopeless Romantics, Part Three. And so, if you are surprised by that, I mean, wow, you're going in blind, impressive. But other than that, that means I have toxic gold with me here today. And do you remember what happened last time? Um, I'm gonna need a pretty solid uh, refresher. Yeah. Okay, I'll. I'll I remember I'll do- Benny Hemi. Yeah, Benihimi. So I'm going to try and do it without looking at the text, uh, just because there's so many names. <laughs> there's so many names. Okay, so Benihimi was crying, and then Kurosawa, who is Benihimi's principal slash family friend, was like, yo, if you don't get your love life together or your shit together, your parents, who are nine-tailed foxes, are going to send you back home. And then... Uh, Benihimi was like, I gotcha. And then she teams up with Maru. Maru, right? Or Maku? Maru? I don't know. You're the the one, the shapeshifter. The one that... Uh, uh, oh, is that the one that shapeshifted into the one guy? Yeah, and they and fucked. Then, oh, yeah. Yeah, so okay. the, the shapeshifter, Mari. Mari. Oh, yeah, it was Mari. Mari is like, I'll get you a boyfriend if you vote for me for class president. They get to class president time. It turns out who was Yuki? Yuki was that her name? Fucking god, this is like a test. Uh, so then, so so beating him has a lot of friends. She has uh, Yayaka, which is the a uh, succubus. Uh, Mari, which is the shapeshifter. Noriko, which is the girl that's dating Shoji, who Benihimi was invested in before, but then. Uh, Shoji rejected Benihimi, so now Soji is with Noriko, and Yayaka won class president because all the boys are perverts. Oh, yeah. And as, as we've noted, the author likes to remind us these are very well-endowed <laughs> <laughs> high schoolers. And so Yayaka is a succubus, and she's dating Ina, 
and Ina is just a normal human girl. Uh, everyone else is yokai. Uh, so Yayaka and Mari fucked. We know that because that's how Yayaka voted for Mari was because Yayaka wanted to fuck Shoji but couldn't fuck Shoji because she's uh, Shoji's dating Noriko. So Mari can turned into Shoji and fucked Ayaka. So, mm-hmm. so, and then uh, they made declares. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, there's a cooking competition. There's a cooking competition in uh, in, in Osaka. Osaka, and then if they win that, they go to Tokyo. I've been to Osaka. Uh, yeah, I've, I've been not to Tokyo. the actual one. Oh really? The you know like the grill place. Oh, I've been to yeah. It's it's pretty good, right? I guess it's called Osaka's. I mean, or is it called Osaka? I don't know, man. I was I've been to- there. <laughs> Solid. I think that's where it is, actually. So then, there's also they're making a talent show at the high school to, um, God, this is this is this is a there's a lot. Not a lot happened, but a lot happened. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty impressed by what you've regurgitated. So this far. They, they, they're also there's just so many things that aren't related to each other <laughs> at the same yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, I'd say like 80 percent of the story has been nothing to so do. Far. Oh, also remember that these are like Yo-kai. magical demons. They're, ma- they're magical demons, animals, spirits. and we know that uh, Benihimi's made out of all of women's anger, and uh, that her senpai in cooking class is made of all of women's jealousy. So wow! So I mean, that's that. That is, we're up to speed. If you don't understand that, I mean, you're gonna have to listen. To the other one. I feel like that's a pretty crippling personality trait, right there. Being made of all of someone's, all of women's jealousy. Yeah, yeah, but they get like they're fine. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> being made an amalgamation of all of the jealousy in the world. <laughs> yeah, I mean, considering like, all the how all much the female jealousy in the world, I guess. Yeah, she really is like they're really keeping it together. They're like how jealous and angry they are. Yeah, like they're they're like they are much more stable than most people I know. Yeah, who would ha- who I would even clo- come close to saying they are an amalgamation of all of the female hate or female. It's where there's only women's, but I guess it's because they're female yokai. I don't. Is this are yokai gendered like that? Dude, I have no idea. <laughs> You're gonna... Well, they have big uh, breasts. They have so. very big breasts. We we they we have been told multiple times by the author that. that Everyone here, except for Mari, apparently. <laughs> oh, is Mari the? the That's the one where one? they were like, even she has suitors. <laughs> wait, is Mari the? Wait, Mari is the shapeshifter, though. Yeah, so I mean, she's get, she's getting it anyways. Well, yeah, well, through more unconventional means. Yeah, well, she's also a lesbian, apparently, so she doesn't really need suitors. Are you a lesbian if you shapeshift into a man? That's we asked that question last time. I don't. Maybe it's like pansexuality or something. What is pansexual? I'm not completely sure. Hmm. I think it's like kind of like everything goes to my knowledge type okay. thing. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. you want to just... uh, So that was... If you're wondering what this story is, that's what it is. Um, And we, we got a long way to go. Um, We have to find out who's this boy that Mari's going to invite... Uh, talk talk to Benihimi with. Remember, but Mario. Oh was like, yeah, there's, there's a the matchmaker. Yeah, he's got something cooking. And I think this chapter is the one we're gonna see. We're gonna meet the boy. Finally, I mean, I mean, I feel like that was teased in at the end of like chapter two, or was it the end of chapter? It was three? end of chapter three. 
but we thought we were going to talk to him in chapter four, but they just made it Claire's instead. Hmm. I feel like that's a pretty Harry Potter move right there to, to make you it know, Claire's? really, no, <laughs> to really bring the drama up. I'll really leave you on a cliffhanger oh, yeah. at the end of a chapter and then just switch gears to different so story. What did line. you think of Claire's recall? Cause I remember last time you didn't remember, know what a Claire's were or you didn't, you didn't never heard him called by that. Oh yeah. I call them, um, donuts with cream on the inside and slightly long <laughs> such a beautiful name <laughs> rolls off the tongue hey would you like to try a donut with cream inside and it's slightly long <laughs> god it sounds like a weird like ironic news anchor it's descriptive though like eau claire is that like the name of some shitty midwestern no. city because it is i know of it <laughs> Well, it is, but it's also not the name of the French dessert, which is the Eclair. <laughs> I wonder if Eau Claire tried to be called Eclair, and then they were like, shit, we can't make Eclairs for shit. <laughs> Change it quick. Uh, well, you gotta want you wanna just start let's let's see if we can find love. Do you think we're gonna be able to find love today? Probably not conventional love, but I feel like there's gonna be something brewing here. Okay, I mean, I, li- I like that, you know? Non-conventional love is very, very... Still love. Yeah. Chapter 5. Oh, do you, so do you want to still be Noriko? Um, yeah, is Noriko... Did that's, you recap that's, that character already? That's uh, Shoji's girlfriend. She's the one that really isn't built up yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I'll do it. See if I can remember the voices I did. When Bim Mimi woke up that Tuesday, the first thought that came to her mind was the meaning of the mystery boy Mari had found her. Benihimi knew that putting so much faith in a trickster like Mari might just be setting herself for, self, herself up for a disappointment, but she couldn't help but get her hopes up. Benihimi had made made her way to the school to the school building with Eko. When she got to her, oh, that's a new name. Yeah. When she got to her shoe locker, Benihimi sighed. She didn't have to open it to know there were love letters inside from boys confessing their love to her. Wait a minute. She's having trouble finding a boyfriend, right? Hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, there's Apparently, a bunch of letters. There's a bunch of letters of people just confessing <clears throat> their love. I mean, I guess she doesn't. maybe she doesn't like any of She's them. She's picky. She's picky. Yeah. Okay. Then why is the boyfriend the high priority in the list? It seems like it's just like, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little skeptical of the, of the problem. Yeah. From the current description. Wait, I thought the problem was that her parents didn't want her to, or want her to move home. That, but that's because they thought she was uh, unable to handle the human world. Oh, well, I feel like they're pretty right at this moment. Yeah, she did try to kill somebody. We forgot to mention that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she tried to kill Soji. Wait, yeah, her ex-boyfriend? No, she ended up, I think, so I think Soji showed pictures of her ex-boyfriend who I don't remember anymore, um, cheating on her. And so, and we don't know what that means because this is high school. So that could mean like, we don't even know. Um, but so I think she had such an emotional reaction. She almost froze Shoji to death. That seems to be my, that's my leading theory. Cause remember when she gets sad, she makes things freeze. Oh yeah. She cries ice or something. Yeah. She cries. Oh ice. my God. <laughs> I forgot about that. It's probably not a very important detail to be honest. No, I mean, maybe it will be. We, I don't know. They never use the fact they're yokais <laughs> other than the first chat where she cried the ice. 
Oh, that was chapter and one. The, and the shape-shifting. That was the other yokai thing. Oh, yeah. But, like, that was not very crucial. Yeah, and so... Although, that could have been the swing vote right there. It could have... Well, th- that's also the why they say Yayako won, was because uh, she was a succubus. And all the boys are little perverts. Okay, let's 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 do it. Yeah, yep. <clears throat> Bini had grown to hate the love letters. Not because she was against boys confessing their love to her, but because the letters were always anonymous. <laughs> oh, poor Binihimi. Oh. <laughs> So okay, I rescind my skepticism. <laughs> They're all anonymous. It's so pointless. Ever since middle school, she had received letters, and only one of them ever had ever had a name on it. That had been Kaiji's. Benami put the love letters in her bag. She might get annoyed by them, but she always read them. If someone went to the trouble of expressing their feelings for her, Benami felt the least she could do was read their letters. The sad truth was that Benami also, oh. Wait, what? Benihimi also found some of the letters to be quite beautiful. If some of the boys only wrote their names, she would gladly consider being their girlfriend. Ayaka often told her that it was just overly formal presence that led boys to viewing her from a distance, that she needed to loosen up. It wasn't that Benihimi hadn't tried, but she just didn't feel comfortable. It always felt like she was putting on an act. Benihimi made her way to the classroom and then set about another day of classes. Soon enough, it was lunchtime and it had... And had it... Soon enough, it was lunchtime and, and had... Oh my god, I can I cannot. And as had become wow, that's a this that's is a, a tough sentence. This is a tongue twister. Soon enough it was lunchtime, and as had become her routine. Bad sentence. Bad, bad sentence. Don't I mean it's technically right, I think. I don't I don't actually I don't think I don't reword it. Like I don't know. I th- I think it reads in the mind, but And as had become her routine, or just say soon enough it was lunchtime, much like her routine, Benihimi had made her way to Shoji's deck with her bento. So, I mean, you could, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but that, that makes it sound like it's been a, a long existing routine. This right. is like, this sounds like a new routine, but okay. like this detail probably doesn't matter. So Yeah. She was know. met there by Yayaka, <laughs> Mari, and Noriko. The group started eating and talking about their day. Benihimi was silently enjoying the conversation when Soji mentioned that he, he had started writing. The, oh, it's when Soji mentioned the play he had started writing. I finally decided to, what's Soji's voice? He's a, he's a guy, right? I feel like I should make it. I finally him. decided to get back to writing. Yeah. <laughs> I finally decided to get back to writing. I only have a rough outline so far, though. They sound like the vamp kids from South Park. <laughs> they would definitely, they probably wouldn't write a play, but they would write you more know, like a, a poems. A poem, a poem book. Yep. But still, it's a, they're, they're writing stuff. So it's similar. Soji said, He's been working really hard on the play. Noriko said, Proud of her boyfriend. I'm glad to hear that you've taken your interest in writing beyond just the articles for the school paper, Benihimi said, feeling that writing a play was a good use of Shoji's talents. You're partially to thank for that, Benihimi-chan, Shoji said. Benihimi looked a bit perplexed, and Shoji explained, When you told me about the great expectations for a descendant of Monk Boyton, I started to feel like I was wasting my potential. I'm glad my words helped you, Shoji-san, Benihimi said, truly happy that they, that have made an impact on Soji like he had made on her. I think I still have a long way to go before I start living up to my full potential like all of you. Know, know what the voice is? Lumpy Space Princess from Adventure Time. <laughs> 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 like, what the lump? I think we should wait until we actually see this play before we go talking about how great you're becoming, Mari said, and that earned her an elbow to the side from Noriko. God's so sassy. What is this play about? I would love to know. What, how does Ayaka sound like? Dude, I don't remember. 
She's Go saucy. <laughs> I remember she's saucy. She's saucy. <laughs> What is this play about? I would love to have the Performing Arts Club put it on when you finish it. Maybe I could even play the lead, Yayaka said. There you go, using your influence again, Mari said. Quiet, let Soju couldn't answer. It's called The Monk and the Ona Princess. Oh, the title kind of explains the story. It's about a monk who tames the heart of a misunderstood Oni princess, Soju said. The girls all looked at Soju and Noriko. I guess it's a bit on the nose. Soji probably did not understand how close the truth he was. While he knew all the girls were yokai, Nirika had yet to tell her boyfriend that she was an actual Oni princess. Were his, <laughs> were his powers, were his powers of perception that strong? Be- because Wait. he was a, yeah. Oh, never mind. So, so Noriko's an Oni princess, and he's writing a play about how a monk tames uh, the heart of an Oni princess, and he is a he is a, a descendant of Monk Boitan. You know, the famous monk boy tan that was brought up just now. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know him. Yeah, because it was in a monk boy tan. Whatever the reason, Benihimi thought it was sweet that Soji was obviously creating a play that was inspired by his girlfriend. Nuriko really hadn't gotten herself a great boyfriend, not only kind and talented, but working hard to improve himself. Benihimi couldn't deny that she still felt a bit of heartache over having been turned down by Soji. Mari looked at Benihimi with a knowing smile. Soji was the past. She had to leave him behind. Look forward to the future that Mari had promised. The rest of the school day was the usual, something that Benihimi actually enjoyed. As soon as the final bell rang, though, Benihimi met up with Mari and the two headed towards the art studio. The studio was a large building that housed not only all the different visual arts facilities, but also a large student gallery. The building was made of precast concrete walls with murals. In the style of Yukio, sorry, I fucked that up. Yukio E paintings. The roof line of the building was made up of several <laughs> The roof line of the building was made up of several pitched roofs that all faced south, letting light flood into the inside of the building. When they entered the building, Mari took Benihimi straight to the gallery space and they waited for the various club presidents to show up. Mari took the char- charge once everyone was there. Benihimi felt like a third wheel. As soon as Mari finished what she called official business, it was on to matchmaking as she, she took Benihimi to the painting studio. So how do you like that building talk? <sighs> I don't know. I, I feel like I, I go back and forth on it. So like that wasn't as I think it's because like I hate all of the story. <laughs> so it's like. When there's too much dialogue, I'm like, oh, fuck. I really could go back to the building. The building descriptions. Talk. And then that happens. I'm like, wow, this is not any better. <laughs> uh, is, we need we need to well, switch back to dialogue. It wasn't a very interesting building, right? It was a pretty <clears throat> standard building. It was just a large building with uh, <laughs> precast concrete walls. It's not very interesting. That's kind of I mean, depressing. Hmm. I mean, are you a fan yeah, of precast concrete? Yeah, I mean, concrete? I just don't really, I don't really know, like, what... The point of all this is they're gonna go meet a boy well i <laughs> what does that have to do with this freaking bu- art building that's where he is <laughs> <laughs> i guess that's a good reason <laughs> hey sing john i want you to meet someone mari said a boy looked away from the painting he was working on. At first glance, he didn't leave much of an impression. He had a slightly disheveled appearance, his uniform under his painter's smock, while clean was not put on with care. The boy himself was a bit pudgy, his black hair was shortly cropped, but looked like it wasn't combed, and he had dark rings under his eyes. There was a keen look in his eyes, though, and, they, and their almost burnt caramel brown color was appealing. While the boy might not appear to be much, Benihimi withheld any judgment until she got to know his personality. 
I call BS. That's not how people work. <laughs> yeah, I feel like uh, they've been pretty superficial thus far. All the characters. Yeah. Hmm. Also, just say in general, like people will say, like you shouldn't judge, but it's like I mean, it's kind of like a knee jerk reaction, right? Like, yeah. Like if you I see mean, somebody and you like the way they look, you're gonna be like, hey, I like that person. Yeah, I think it's been. I I can't recall a single time in my life where I've like, especially in a romantic way, like retroactively, like. Be- became attracted to somebody like usually usually it's it hits a baseline first right yeah it's not like it's you know like, you're disgusted with somebody or you're not i mean i guess it could happen but it's also i would say like the thing where it's like i'm not gonna make a judgment i feel like like that's like a very if benny Himi's consciously making that decision she's a very very kind person yeah <laughs> because most people would just be like just make the judgment and be like oh well i shouldn't judge but then they already made the judgment right like it's still like it festers in your head yeah Maybe maybe Benny Himi is just this nice of a person. Maybe I'm being cynical. Yeah, I don't know. She's she's our main character, and I feel like she's got to be the well-rounded one. Like, she's very uh, well-rounded, like Troy in High School Musical. That is true, and we very know, well-rounded. And we also we don't know if she's well endowed or not. It has not been brought up by the author. True. Maybe this will be. Maybe he'll say a comment and be like, "We'll be able to figure it out." <laughs> That would be one hell of like an initial greeting. <laughs> hey, I really like your rack. <laughs> would you want to go on a date? <laughs> uh, sh- well, what should is he- so he's disheveled. He's uh, he's he gives me kind of like the moody artist vibe. So I'm gonna do like a hello, Marisan. Shinji said, "Utaki Shinjiru, meet Toyama Binihimi." Mari said, Binihimi might not have recognized the boy at first, but upon hearing the surname, he realized he was Ina's cousin. She had him, she met him briefly before a few times, but not talked to him. Hello, Toyama-san. It is nice to meet you in person. Sinji said, standing up and bowing. It's always nice to be formally introduced to you, Binihimi said, bowing slightly. Sheesh, this isn't a business meeting. Can you two relax? Mari said. Anyway, I brought Binihimi-san here so she can see my painting. Okay, give me one second, Mari-chan, Sinji said, and his face lit up as he went to, ba- went to the back wall where paintings were stored. When he returned, it was a painting in hand, and it was indeed of Mari. He carefully placed it on his easel and stood back to allow her and Mari to take a good look at his work. Binihimi was not an art aficionado, but she did not have to be, have to, be to understand that Shinji had a talent. She doubted even... She doubted even he understood. The painting was of Mari in her gymnastics uniform, painted as if she was in the middle of one of her floor routines. The fact that he managed to make a painting look like as she was moving through the use of his expressionistic brushstrokes showed quite a bit of talent. But what attracted Benihimi was the aura that came off the painting. Shin- Shiji had managed to capture not only Mari in motion, but Mari's otherworldly cat-like aura. To be able to see a yokai's aura so precisely was a feat in and of itself for a human. But to be able to capture it in a painting was a true talent. The boy must have had a yokai ancestor in his bloodline. Impressive, isn't it? Mari said. Of course, he had a great subject to paint. The painting is quite impressive, Yutaki-san. You have captured Mari-san perfectly in her most natural state, Benihimi said. Thank you, Toyama-san. I put a lot of work into that painting. Siji said, once again, bowing to Benihimi. Benihimi was surprised at how formal the boy was. She expected him to be more relaxed in his manners. Did you hear about the first year auction? Mari asked. First year auction? As part of the cultural festival, we're having an art auction. You get 20% of whatever money you raise, Mari said. Only 20. That sounds low, Siji said. But Mari had his full attention. 
Considering Sasayama Academy provides you art supplies, studio space, and gallery space, I think I'm being generous. Anyway, the rest of the rest goes to the school trip. Mari said, her tone, all business. No appreciation for the hard work of an artist. You really are a cutthroat, Shuji said, <laughs> joking around. I was going to offer you a golden opportunity, but if you're going to call me names, I guess I'll keep it to myself, Mari said in a playful voice. Well, let me paint you again, Shuji said, and his eyes lit up. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> you, 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 Just what? funny. You getting any overtones of that? Um, I don't, I don't fully understand the dynamic here. You paint me like one of your French girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure I'm getting, I think they're kind of like playing, like flirting, but like also, I mean, Binihimi is such a stiff as a board. Yeah, she hasn't really said much. And she's also like, when she does, it's very like formal and like cut loose like yeah i'm like maybe <clears throat> I that's think mari the, was right or who was it that said that yayaka yayaka oh yeah, yeah. like Medihimi, man she seems like just a pure bureaucrat where it's like <laughs> I mean, you must fill out form c first and then <laughs> then we can talk shuj said and his eyes lit up as he looked mari up and down Benihimi was not only starting to feel like a third wheel in all this, but was getting the impression Shiji was quite taken with Mari. Was this Mari's plan to pawn off one of her admirers on Benihimi? She was the first to admit her romantic life as late was less than ideal, but Benihimi still had her pride. She was starting to get annoyed. Yes and no. I'm going to do you one better, Mari said in posture suspense. I'm going to have you paint the whole student council. She just seemed caught off guard by Mari's proposal. I know you and, you and Inichan don't mind sitting for paintings, but I'm sure Toyama-san and Hanzo-san are busy people. Ayaka-chan would love the attention, and Binihimi-san is here because she agrees with my plan, Mari said and nudged Binihimi. Oh, wait, I guess I said that wrong. <laughs> <But> <clears throat> what was Mari's plan exactly? She had not mentioned sitting for paintings. None of this seemed like it was working towards Binihimi having a boyfriend. It was all far too unconventional. Mari nudged her again, harder. She had made a deal. She would at least pay it. She would. She should play her part, at least. I would not mind sitting for your painting, Utaki-san. Are you sure, Benihimi-san? I know a girl like you has plenty of better things to do than spend time in my art studios with a guy like me. So she said with a look in his eyes that Benihimi knew too well. He was another boy who was viewing her as an idol that was only meant to be looked at from a distance. He might have, he might have been a love letter writer. Wait, how does... She knows that look? Apparently. My advice, if you're getting that look a lot, be a little more aggressive. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, I mean, if you know the look, it's probably you, right? Yeah. Well, I feel like if she's like, oh, all these guys are like treating me like I'm on a pedestal and on an idol. You can't prove that that's what they're doing until you like go and ask them. Hmm. Specifically, the people giving you that look. Because apparently Soji wasn't giving. Maybe she's not interested in that look, though. Maybe it turns her off. But I don't know. But she's boyfriend problems. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I feel like there's been a miscalculation. <laughs> <laughs> so girls like Benny Amazon have better things to do, but I don't. Mari said, acting as if she was offended. Of course. Of course. You do nothing but play around. Toyama-san is one of the top students in our class and is always working. She just said in a joking manner. But I don't have the highest grades in our... Because I don't have the highest grades in our year, Mari said, rolling her eyes. Anyway, I do have I have I do have things to do and places to be. Benihama-san should see sit for a painting. We'll be here Saturday. CJ once again looked to Benihimi. Are you sure you have the free time? Okay, I I just think he doesn't like her. 
Yeah. I, That's what it sounds like, right? The, there's definitely no hint at chemistry, so I'm going to be pretty shocked if this ends up coming together. Yeah, because he's essentially like, you re- like, you're always busy, and he's kind of being like, instead of being like, oh yeah, this would be cool, I'd like to do this, he's like, are uh, you sure? <laughs> you sure you're not? You sure you're not? You sure you're free? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really sounds like he's suggesting, like, yeah, I don't. Uh, I, I know. I check your schedule, because I know I invited you to the party, but are you sure you're free on Saturday? You're so busy all the time. I kind of thought you'd say no. <laughs> <laughs> Benny Himi wanted to say no and put an end to Mari's plan. Shiji was probably a nice boy, but she couldn't see herself with him. He didn't seem like he would be bold enough to confess to her, even if he liked her. Okay, hear me out, Benny, 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 Benny boy. Or Benny, no, not Benny boy, Benny, Benny girl. Boy. <laughs> Benny boy. <laughs> Benny, Benny, Benny boy here needs to loosen up a little bit. Maybe embrace some of the new age love trends of yeah. uh, asking the guy out. Oh, yeah. Or she could follow uh, in Aaron Rodgers' footsteps. Oh, and just take a shit ton of Xanax? <laughs> 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 that could work, too. She would calm the fuck down. <laughs> she does, she'd talk a lot less like a, like a, like a, a stiff, too. Yeah, or just not talk at all. Yeah, I guess I mean, she that's has... That's probably better, to be, As a criticism against my criticism, she has asked a boy out. But he said no to her. <laughs> so wait, who is this? He has she has Shoji out, or she can. They don't ask each other out; they confess their love, which is so <laughs> fucking hardcore. <laughs> yeah, it's really like vulnerable, isn't it? Yeah, that's like way Putting too much, it out right? There. Like you know, a lot of people will date and they don't say I love you for like a solid month or two, or sometimes even three. Yeah, these are high schoolers though, so things happen. Yeah, fast. but like, even like if I if you if you're a high schooler and you just go up to a girl or a guy and you're like, hey, by the way, I I want to just get you, let you know right now, I confess, I am so in love with you right now. Please, <laughs> please date me. They'd be like, maybe, maybe if you're doing it to a guy, they might say yes. I think most girls would be like, get creep vibes from it. Oh yeah, rightfully so. Right, right, yeah, but. I don't know. This this is obvi- there's this is obviously a different culture. Yes. Than the United maybe, States. Maybe maybe we're just having culture shock. <laughs> yeah. and, and you know, maybe it's just, you know, I don't know. Maybe I just maybe I need to be more open minded. <clears throat> yeah, but I, I think it's pretty unrealistic that anybody anywhere really does this. Maybe not. although <laughs> I don't know. There's these things called love markets in Southeast Asia in the middle of like the countryside and the tiny villages. It's where so all the people from the fields and mountainsides that <clears throat> you know live in like a small tiny village. Yeah. They meet in these like bigger villages like every month or something. All the young people for a love market. And do they just like they just talk to each other and so it's a singles event yeah but for the entire area for the village mountain mountainside villagers honestly that sounds like it'd be the funnest thing all month oh yeah dude (laughs) like oh yeah like you'd be like time to get fucked (laughs) (laughs) yeah i hope that's how it goes for them hopefully it's not this (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh Benihimi knows she would go along with Mari. No. Well, Bini, while Benihimi had taken the initiative and confessed to Shoji, that was because he was special to her. Did Mari think Shiji would just be would be just as special? In the end, though, Benihimi knew she would go along with Mari's plan despite her misgivings. It would not be fair to make a deal with the cat girl and not try her best. 
I have the free time, Utaki, Ukitaki-san. I will see you Saturday. The two left the art studios and got ready to go to their separate ways, and Mari asked, So how did you like CJ-san? He seemed like a nice boy, but... Stop at that, Mari interrupted her. Just keep it as he's a nice boy. That's all you need to focus for now. Honestly, Mari? Good, good, good advice. I mean, okay, I know I was, mm. I was hating on Mari a lot last time because I think she got some undue credit, but not bad advice. Yeah. Kind of just be like, hey, you don't need to, to, to ruin it now. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. You know, you can wait till later to do that. So yeah, so how did you feel about that chapter? Dude, another fucking boring chapter. <laughs> oh my we met god. The boy. At least it's consistent. Yeah, but it was not exciting at all. <laughs> we got some building talk in there. We hit all of our things. We got boys, building talk, yep. and some flirting. And the complete lack of uh, yokai being complete relevant at all. Yak. I mean, we should just call it the yakai because they're as close to yaks as they are yokai. Other than these little tidbits they throw in there, like they throw in like they throw in a little tidbit, but like, oh, he noticed her cat-like aura. Does that mean she looks like a cat? Like, or I don't know, or like the fact. That oh, the I didn't even a- notice that. Oh, did you notice the guy's a monk? There's some yokai stuff. The- monks. Yeah, there's monks now. Dude, monks aren't just uh, yokai. Monk boytan. Oh yeah, that's gonna be relevant later. Yeah, I'm sure. I like how they just brought that up. Didn't give any explanation. Usually they explain all of this. It's like, nope. You're just out. You're in the fucking weeds on this one. <laughs> well, no, it's like it's gonna be like the dorm thing. We're gonna get an explanation like, <laughs> like later. five chapters later. By the way, a dorm is a place where students and faculty sleep. <laughs> uh, maybe we should just Google his monk boy tan is. <laughs> Honestly, if it's a real person. I'd be kind of surprised. So let's just uh, let's see where this. Let's see what the next fun thing they do in chapter six. Benimi was still undecided about CJ when Saturday came around. Oh, we're going straight to the action here. We're going straight to the painting. Benimi was a bit nervous about sitting for a painting. It seemed like an intimate act to sit there for hours while a boy she barely knew staring intently at her body. Benimi was getting cold feet about the whole. When you say it like that, it sounds pretty awful, right? Like, would you want to be painted? Am I naked? I mean, you could be. You are right now. How cold is the room? (laughs) I mean, right now you're naked, and it's very cold in here. We have the windows. That's how I like it. Nice and shriveled. Yeah, I like being (laughs) Kendall. So you get in the ice bath, have it retract inside, and then (laughs) tape it down with some flesh tape. Sit there for hours when <laughs> she barely knew, staring intently at her body. Benihimi was getting cold feet about the whole proposition, but she had given her word. Benihimi decided the best thing she could do was bake something. Waking up early and deciding to make some cookies, Benihimi knew that immersing herself in her element would give her a calm she could carry with her for the rest of the day. When Benihimi pulled the cookies out of the oven and boxed, boxed them to take with her, her anxiety over sitting for the painting had faded away. When Benihimi had turned to walk to her room, she was greeted by a smiling Mari who had snuck in the ki- into the kitchenette unheard. I know you might be trying to bail on me, but I see you're putting an effort into my matchmaking. 
Mari said, looking at the cookies. She had her backpack with her, which was odd. Mari had obviously misinterpreted Benihim, misinterpreted Benihimi's baking, and she didn't feel like correcting her friend's assumption. Yeah, I thought we could all use some snacks. Can I have one now? Mari said, reaching out for the box. No, you shouldn't eat sweets before breakfast. Benihimi, loosen up. <laughs> oh, shit. I just realized I'm on the wrong chapter. <laughs> <laughs> it took a while. Like, where the fuck are you reading this? Uh, but I gotta say, you being human needs to loosen up a lot. Not telling a friend not to eat sweets for breakfast. What is she, dude? Isn't that most of breakfast? Is just yeah, like pancakes, uh, waffles, golden syrup, golden grams, golden grams, Fruit Loops, fruity pebbles. Uh, not Cheerios. Although I think there's some honey sugar. nut Cheerios. Oh, I fucking love honey nut. That's Cheerios. so good, right? Even Kashi, they got like jo- like chocolate and shit in there. <laughs> yep. Uh, cocoa pebbles, cocoa puffs, cookie crisp, dude. Cookie crisp is literally just cookies in a bowl. Oh yeah, do they make that still? Yeah, and it's amazing, dude. Um, they should get that at work, dude. I know we're emailing. We're emailing her tomorrow. <laughs> We're getting yep. some cookie crisp. Dude, there'll be cookie crisp next week if we do that. Hell yeah. Benihimi said pulling the box away and starting to walk towards the hallway. Mari followed, pestering Benihimi and trying to get a hold of the cookie box, the whole way to the dining hall. As Benihimi sat down to eat breakfast with Mari, she couldn't help but keep thinking about how Mari might be passing off Shiji off on her. What made you think that Utake-san would be a good match for me? Because he has a kind heart, and after talking to Ayaka-chan, I know that is what your boyfriend needs the most. Mari said, not batting an eye. It was true. Benny and Himi didn't like people with kind hearts. We, uh... Benny and Himi is quite the unique What the flavor. fuck? What? I'm just commenting on the line you read. I know. Like, I mean, isn't that unique of her? <laughs> isn't that crazy? She likes people with kind hearts. She oh, I thought it said she didn't like people. With <laughs> oh, you see, that would like, be that, that is would a be more turn. I'd be like, I'd be down for that. This is more just like, yeah. So like, I'm like, my biggest thing about music is that it has to sound good. <laughs> <laughs> what I like about my movies is that they're visually appealing. <laughs> and at least now she did. She had been burned by a bad boy once. Okay, I like to say there's bad boy and kind heart are not mutually exclusive. Because you could have like a rebel, but like the rebel who goes out and like frees animals from testing oh, labs or yeah. something. You know what I mean? Like there's plenty of bad boys who are just like, they just rebel and they still have kind hearts. Yeah. And there's also like little stinkers who follow all the rules and are complete sociopathic assholes. Oh, yeah. So I'd say it's, it's shallow reading here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the author is just trying to fill the page at this point. I mean, they, when you got when you got to make 18 chapters. <laughs> I mean, my favorite thing about this chapter so far has been all the white space. Between There's been a the, lot of white space. So that's like, keep that coming. I love that. Goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, How are you so sure that he has a kind heart? Because when he came across an injured cat, he tried to nurse it back to health. Mari said. Of course, Mori would believe anyone who would help a cat has a kind heart. <laughs> Minihimi just <laughs> Okay, you 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 physically jerked at that at that that analysis. Have you met someone who's helped a cat but what does not kind hearted? I mean, probably. I mean, yeah, helping a cat's pretty common, right? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, not nursing it back to health, but like you see a cat, yeah. and you're like you help it a little bit. Hmm. Who doesn't like helping cats? It's a good point. Um, of course, Mari Mari would believe who would. Oh, I I get it's a joke. Get it? Because Mari's a cat. Oh yeah, I get it. I get, I get it. it. Okay. I get everything that's that- happening. <laughs> You're you're on page. We're on the same wavelength here. <laughs> they were totally syncopated. <laughs> Behemi decided to get down to what was really troubling her. But, he's, but he seems to like you. He doesn't like me. He sees me as a muse. Plus, he's a little frightened of me, Mari said. How do you know that? Behemi asked, thinking that was a very specific answer. Because it's only interested me because of how great his last painting came out. That aura he was able to put into it gave it something he had been missing in his work. At the same time, I let a lot of my aura out. It terrified him, but he can't help staying close for his art. Mari said with a wicked smile on her face. That sounds really mean, Binihimi said, reproaching Mari. I wanted to test his sensitivity. It was a scientific experiment, Mari <laughs> said, rushing off Binihimi's remark. I gotta say, that doesn't make it less mean. If anything, it makes it a little more mean. Also, what's scientific about this? She, uh, she got in her gymnast clothes. And she went like poof poof. She released her auras. <laughs> she released her auras all over him while he was painting her. And he was a little scared, but he had to stay by the front lines. And- <laughs> anyway, rest at ease. If CJ Shawn was one of those losers looking to confess to me, I wouldn't try setting him up with you. Benny Ahimi was again surprised by just how callous Mari was to her admirers. Sure, she had no interest in boys, but she seemed to despise anyone who thought they could be with her. The two finished their... I mean, to be fair for Mari, that is kind of annoying, right? I guess if they don't know that she's not uh, she's not into guys, that's a fair assumption. It's a, it's a fair mistake. But like, if like people know that like you're not into the... You know, like if people know that you're not straight, for example, and then everyone tries to like get with you even though they know that that's just rude <laughs> mm-hmm. know what i mean so I, i'm on mari's side on this one i, yeah. I have 180 since last episode i'm team yeah. mari over here have you ever had someone try and convince you that you're not your sexuality yeah yeah same here it's fucking annoying <laughs> yeah was that a bar um it's happened many times never in the united states though really <clears throat> to me it's only happened in the united states i think this one guy in germany thought he could like he thought he could like the way they the way he they, they say always seem to frame it when they try and do this they're like oh but you're you really you, you're just curious you don't know i'm like no i'm not curious i, I do know <laughs> <laughs> nice try but yeah this one guy he kept asking me to sleep on his couch um he did okay. buy me like 10 beers so it was a pretty cool wow guy. yeah that's nice he was a nice guy. There was the only time that the last time that happened to me was in in Malaysia in this quote unquote ex lady boy. First, first he tried to coax me back to his apartment because he wanted to give me a, a Japanese massage. You see, if he had said like I'm going to give you a Japanese medallion, you would have gone, right? Dude, there's no way I was going into this guy's apartment. <laughs> But it, so I'm like, oh no, that's really nice. That like I'm not interested. And then he's like, here, just just come over here in, in the bushes. <laughs> <laughs> he, he went. He, he like, went straight for. Yep. The- he's like, here, like he's trying to get like he's like, offering me a blowjob in the bushes. 
I mean, I love how he tried to go classy with it, and you were like, no, I don't want a massage. He's like, okay, I'll fucking blow you in the British bushes, bro. Just if we can get, but get in the alleyway, bro. I'll blow you behind this dumpster. <laughs> like he went from like, like yeah, trying to dude. be classy to pure trash. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I've got all the, I've got all like the massage oil, the massage bed, I've got the whole thing. No, oh, okay, yeah, I'll just blow you back here though. <laughs> I'm gonna blow you. Whatever you think is gonna happen, I am sucking that dick. Uh, if you why apparently you're just not into massage oils. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> the two finished their breakfast and then headed to the art studio. When they arrived, CJ was already set up and looked to have been there for some time. Hello, Marisan. Toyama-san, I have everything up set up whenever you are ready. Shinjay said, bowing to both the girls. Oh, what are you you looking for the... I'm getting my charger. Ah, uh, fun fact. I can charge my laptop with that charger. This? Well, no, I have to... Well, no, the, it's... It's... it's. I have to I have to perform some black magic on it, but then, yes, it does. Really? Yeah, I can, I can transmute things. Are you a yokai? Yeah, but I can't transmute this story to be more interesting. <laughs> That's a really big disappointment. <laughs> I know, right? I'm not. I'm not. I'm only a two-tail fox. Yeah, honestly, have- I'm, if this is erotic fiction, this is like, oh my god, this is a long burn. Hey, you slow were burn. you were like you had your pants off the last episode. Oh yeah, that's right. They what were, prompted that? They were all well endowed and dancing in the corner of the dorm. Oh yeah. <laughs> where's I'm, that? I want. Where's that. that at? Yeah, maybe this painting stuff will get weird. <laughs> Uh, CJ said bowing to both girls we have to change first keep yourself busy until then we have to change into what Benimi asked this was the first she was hearing of this into our yukatas did you think we were going to be modeling in regular clothes Mari said as if Benihimi should have already known no since it's a painting for the student council I thought we'd be wearing our school uniforms why else would I have worn my school uniform on a Saturday Benimi asked if you prefer to be painted in your school uniform then I can do that I can do that, Toyama-san. To be honest, this is the first I have heard of the Yukata idea, CJ said. Wait, oh, wait. Did... No, wait. I fucked that up. I thought that was Mari. Bing. Why did he just call her Toyama-san? That's her first name. Oh, my God. Yeah. Why are they doing this? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's, if you prefer to be painted in your school uniform, then I can do that, Toyama-san. To be honest, this is the first I've heard of the Yukata idea. You know what a Yukata is? Nope. I'm going to look this up real quick. Uh, it's a slower lookup because I have a don't have a keyboard. <clears throat> oh, oh, whoa, r- robes. Whoa, that is. If you look at the first thing that shows up on mine is like this suggestive pose of this model, like <laughs> her legs open in the robe. Dude, barely nothing over. like a two hundred fifty dollar robe. <laughs> it's washable. <laughs> I'd hope so. Okay, so the ones from Wikipedia look a little more. So I'm gonna keep this picture of this girl pulled up. <laughs> Try and make this more erotic. Yep. <laughs> um. No, come on, we're changing. Mari said as she dragged her off to a changing room. You really aren't good at this whole dating thing, are you? Mari said once they were inside the changing room. Benimi got a little angry. She had agreed to letting Mari play matchmaker, but not to be insulted. Benimi controlling her anger. I might, I might be better at it if you're not constantly surprising me. I would appreciate you letting me know about what you are planning. What would be the fun in that? 
Mari said as they changed the yukatas. Anyway, it should be easy to understand what I'm doing. The two walked out of the changing room. Benihimi in a light blue yukata with a white floral pattern. Mara in a black yukata with a white tiger embroidered on the left side. The moment CJ saw them, the reaction was instantaneous. His eyes were enraptured. But he seemed to be looking beyond the both of them. Then he snapped out of it, snapped out of it, shook his head. Sorry, I shouldn't stare. By the way, you look in that yukata, Toyama-san. I feel like I sh- I'm looking at something out of Legends. Like a Yuki Ona. <gasps> he knows. What? That she's a Yuki. Dude, Oona. would you pay $198? <laughs> you still looking at Zucatas over there? <laughs> well, now I'm looking at a washable silk t shirt. <laughs> that sounds. For $198. That sounds like it'd be very nice in like, like the swamp. <clears throat> a silk t shirt? Yeah. Why? Because it wouldn't stick to your body? Yeah, and it'd be so smooth feeling. Yeah. Well, everything's sticky. That's exactly what I would wear if I'm going around in a swamp. Like going to Louisiana, wear a nice silk t-shirt, go to the LSU game, have someone vomit, <laughs> vomit on it. But yeah, no, so he can see that she's a Yuki Ona. Oh. You remember what that is? Um. Dun, 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 dun. Isn't that uh, dun, dun, the name dun. of John Lennon's wife? That is... 50% correct. Her name was Oni Yuki. Uh, but no, Yuki Ona is the amalgamation of all women's hatred. Um, Wait, are you sure it's not Yuko Ono? I'm pretty sure it's uh, I'm pretty sure it's uh, Break Up the Beatles name. Hmm. Are, are you, you fact checking? It's going gonna, it's gonna to come up. Yuko Ono. Yeah, Oni Yuki. Wait, what are we talking about? The Yuki Ona is the, the, the amalgamation of all of all women's rage. It's Yuki Ona? Yuki Ona. Yoko Ono is uh maybe, maybe her maybe she's named after the Yuki Onas. Wow. Yoko Bini, Ono. Bini was taken aback. How strong was CJ's perception? No human should be able to see her that well. Binihimi looked at Mara. She had the biggest smile on her face. That pompous little brat. I'm sorry, comparing her to a yokai was out of place, Shiji said. No need to apologize. I took no offense, Benihimi said. With that, CJ positioned Mari and Benihimi on some stools and set up some lights. He made sure that both of them were comfortable and that as they would be sitting for a while. Before he started painting, he took some photos. Benihimi had been uncomfortable at the start of the process, but CJ disarmed her with his professionalism. He was still enchanted with Benihimi, but it is best not to stare or make things uncomfortable. <laughs> you, you, you okay over there? Dude, have you seen this video of... Um, Yoko Ono and Chuck Berry and John Lennon. I have not. Did you just pull up a video of Yoko Ono? Yep, but she just starts like howling. Well, I mean, they're not going to be able to hear it. Really? Not really. I mean, they're not here. I mean, I can hear it. It's very distracting. It's hard to read. With you, with you guys. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that would be a better bit. Yeah, that would be a better bit. <clears throat> Not, But what about this gripping action happening right here? Where are we? <laughs> <laughs> uh, has has uh, Mari already said that Shiki looks like crap? 
Uh, no, we're just there. <clears throat> okay, sweet. For her part, Benihimi was trying to suppress her yokai or to make it easier on CJ to concentrate. Benihimi had to admit it was a bit boring sitting there. CJ, for his part, looked like a man possessed. The way he was working on the canvas. You look like crap again, CJ-san, Mari said. Thanks, was all he said in response. No, seriously, you look like you barely slept and you're and like you're just eating junk again, Mari said. Do you believe he spends so much time b- painting he'll forget to eat meals and just eat junk food? That does not sound very healthy, Benihimi said, giving CJ a look. You should look after yourself. Oh, my God. They're just berating this guy. Damn. Like, that's that's how you win somebody over right just there. Just fucking berate them. Like, make <laughs> them feel like they're negging him. Oh, yeah. They're negging him right now. Are they just bringing him down? So bringing that him. Just, how, what is negging again? That's like. It's where you like. It's where like you insult somebody with the intention of like making them feel bad about themselves so that they'll be more attached to you because you'll make them feel good. So it's like if you like if you were to like tell your girlfriend all the time like, hey, yeah, you look really tired. Like you should really like, you know, like I don't know, like I don't know. You just look tired today. That's a negging. Yeah, but like if you did that all the time. Oh my god. So it's like it's it's a way to put someone down. It's it's like a, it's emotional and mental manipulation. And so you put someone down to make them feel bad about themselves so that in return they come back and become more attached to you because you, you also make, you know, you you like are accepting them in a way or something like that. Oh no. Mm. It's it's an abusive relationship tactic. So if you ever want to abuse somebody, well, so the, this relationship is starting off strong. Is starting off strong, you know, it's it's great. It's also just like it's also just a weird thing to say to someone while they're painting you. Like, yeah, you look like total shit, dude. <clears throat> yeah, I feel like Benahimi just has zero game. Not yeah, she's not she's she doesn't get it. She, she doesn't deserve those love letters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she has no idea. She is leaning do. on her yokai status and their attractiveness towards humans. Oh yeah. She's probably gonna shoot her aura all over him now. <laughs> I really hope she does. It'll get exciting then. Marisol makes things out to be worse than they are, CJ said. Really? Have you eaten today? Mari asked. No, I was busy setting up. This, that is unacceptable. That is unacceptable. We would have waited for you to have breakfast, Benihimi said. With that, she hopped off her stool and headed towards her box of cookies. These are not a good replacement for a proper breakfast, but they are better than nothing. <laughs> it's like a breakfast. It's like a little breakfast cereal commercial. Weren't they just berating him for only eating junk food? Yeah, now they're gonna him feed him. They're gonna- <laughs> <laughs> Dang, they're fucking negging him. Oh my god. Oh, thank you, Toyama-san. But you don't have to bring food, CJ said. Mari pounced on the cookies before even CJ could. Yummy, eat, CJ-san. Cooking is one of Benny Hemi-chan's many good traits. She'd make the right guy a perfect girlfriend. Benny Himi and CJ both blushed at Mari's forwardness. CJ took the cooks and that were offered cookies that were offered to him, and even though he tried to eat politely, it was obvious he was hungry. Benny Himi couldn't help but look around CJ's eagle, and sure enough, as Mari had said, there was a lot of chips and jerky, junk that was no good for him. Benny Himi knew it wasn't her place to tell CJ what to eat, but as the chef had annoyed her to see someone eat Im- eating improperly, there was ex- no excuse for it. The dining hall provided proper meals for everyone overseen by Takushu Tagushi. Thank you once again, Toyama-san. Shinji was bow- said bowing. Mari, Benny even got a little heated there. She got, she got a little, she, she came in a little hot. Mari slapped him hard on the back of the head. Enough with, enough with Toyama-san. We're going to be spending a lot of time together. So it's Benny Himi-san. Stop being so formal. It annoys me. 
I don't think that's your call to make, Mari-san, she said, rubbing his head. She agrees with me, right, Benihimi-san? Mari said. Benihimi usually preferred for everyone, but the closest of her friends to address her formally. Still, there was an obvious difference for how at ease CJ was with Mari and how he treated Benihimi. If Benihimi wanted boys to not view her as an untouchable idol, she needed to allow herself to be more approachable. Like Yayaka had told her so, many times. As long as, long as you are comfortable with it, you may call me Benihimi-san. Good, and you can call him CJ-san, or maybe CJ-kun by the end, Mari said, and they both blushed again. Did you know that Benihimi-san is on the rebound? There is no better chance for a boy. CJ, CJ just started, st- stared at Mari, not knowing how to respond to her, so Benihimi responded, That is enough, Mari-san. I do believe a break has gone on long enough. That's right. Let's get back to painting, CJ said. With that, CJ went about getting Mari and Benihimi back in position. He focused once again on returning to his painting. He had a supernatural air about him. He, his blood had truly been touched by a yokai. As Benihimi watched CJ, she found herself drawn to the passion. It was something she could understand and something she admired. The ability not to not only create something, but to put all of yourself into something, expecting perfection and only accepting perfection, that she that was something Mari herself... Mar- that was something Mari herself had when it came to cooking. Still, when Benihimi might admit there was more to CJ than she had first seen, she did not see how he was a match for her. It also did not seem that the boy had any more attractive to her than any other boy. Benihimi couldn't imagine him being one of the boys who wrote her love letters anymore. It seemed that what he wanted wasn't a girlfriend, but a muse for his paintings. So, wow. I don't think her conclusion was wrong, <clears throat> but I don't like Benihimi as much anymore. Yeah. I think she's a bit icy and uh ridiculous and perfectionist and insane. Not insane. Yeah, just, she needs to get off planet Earth. Right? Or maybe maybe like go go into planet Earth. Like go deeper down. Like she's if because apparently she's on the ground but her head's still in the clouds. So she goes deeper. Mm. way down far. Like get to the core of the earth, maybe her head will approach the ground. I don't know. How do how do you feel about that that meeting they had a little date? Terrible. <laughs> not not fun. I mean, not only was the date bad, but like the writing too is just not great. <laughs> gotta say, like I said, all that white space was good. I mean, I gotta say, like you know, the writing is sufficient, but when you have so many words, you can't have nothing <clears throat> happen. You know. Yeah, I mean this this feels like uh like you know Days of Our Lives that soap opera. Yeah, it's been running for like thirty years or some crazy shit like that. It it just feel it just feels like thirty minutes or an hour every single day, every single of the day. Week. Yeah, I I used to go to the gym at noon. <laughs> it, it, they had a new episode every yep. fucking day. I didn't. I don't know how they produce it that quickly. They do it like the, this was written. They just it just goes wherever. Half of it's ads for Coca Cola. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess there's no ads on this, but kind of wish there was. <laughs> then we we talk about something. At least get a little break. Yeah. So how do you feel about Benihimi? Yeah, I'd have to agree with you that my my attitude towards her is shifting. What about CJ? I don't know. I feel like he, I feel like he's. Uh, I think he's just really taking advantage of these yokai. Yeah, because he gets is, paintings out of them. Yeah, like I think that they think that they're like these brilliant, like untouchable creatures. But I think that Shijay or whatever is showing that you know they can be outsmarted. I think he's totally manipulating them. I I mean honestly, 
I hope that's where this is going. I hope I hope we find out that it turns out yokai are the abused. Oh yeah. Honestly though, I don't think that this author is capable of a twist like that. You don't think I mean they got a lot of time to make the twist. We're on seven out of I think that every twenty single, chapters. Dude, every chapter is gonna be exactly like the last. <laughs> I mean it's just gonna be I a really slow hope, burn. I really hope you're well, I mean, but sometimes a slow burn leads to a large a large finish. I mean like edging. On fictionpress.com though. Well, I mean, have you heard of like edging? Oh, sure. You know what I mean? I mean in like a sexual way. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. A okay. slow burn leads to a large finish. Oh. Yeah, but it's like I don't know. You see, if the we're, sl- we dear listener, we are so wanting for romance <laughs> to happen that we're just adding sexual innuendos on our own because we want these people to like the most enjoyed I think we were when we found out they were all fucking each other. But turns out I dude, there's zero sexual tension at all. That's like you know, and that's the one thing here. we want from this. <laughs> yeah, why else would you read about busty teenage Japanese schoolgirl yokai? <laughs> Especially when they don't do anything about being yokais other than release their aura all over some poor painter boy. <sighs> But yeah, I don't know. Edging only works when you're at least like somewhat aroused, and I'm not aroused at all. Not even when they threw their aura all over his face? No, because they're just like, that's the one thing I would have liked a description of, but instead we get the fucking buildings. Wait, there's some nice buildings. (laughs) One of them's a triangle. (laughs) Remember, it's a triangle building, and there's dorms in it where the student and faculty stay, in case you didn't know. (laughs) And in one of those dorms, they did dance together for a little bit. Yep. We 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 were approaching some some saucy romance. Dude, it's always just like one sentence that describes any of these like interesting saucy things. Yeah. And then it's back to, oh, here's ten paragraphs about us making elongated cream filled <laughs> donuts. Elongated cream filled donuts. <laughs> I mean, those sound like some good donuts. I mean, that could have been sexual. <laughs> Maybe that was all a big innuendo. Maybe cooking class isn't. Maybe this is all a metaphor. Like it's not cooking class, and Benihimi isn't a great cook, and the eclairs weren't elongated cream-filled donuts. They were. I don't know. Maybe my mind's in the gutter. I'm just kind of begging the story to come to the gutter. Yeah. This story <laughs> should be just scooping the gutter up. It should be giving like Fabio is red because people want to read about Fabio. Mm. you know yeah see i i wish that i wish that i could believe that there is some overarching metaphor or really like anything happening (laughs) beyond what we're reading but everything has been so direct and so specific that i just there's no there's there's no meta text dude we are exactly what we are reading is the story there's nothing between the lines yeah there is there is exactly (laughs) there's no meta text there's Nothing to read from it in, in that kind of way. But, you know, maybe maybe, maybe at chapter seven is where it all starts. <laughs> okay. You know, we, we have to read every chapter because otherwise we don't know if it's true that the entire story is like that. Okay, let's go. So let's, let's see do it. if chapter seven is the one that really kicks off. The, 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 I'm pretty the, sure the, these are at least getting shorter, which is a good thing. 37,000 words. Yeah. 
and we're oh my god, <laughs> we're almost halfway through. Yeah, we're probably at like ten thousand words. Pinahimi and Ayaka were having their weekly get together on Sunday. The two always set a, always set aside lunchtime on Sunday as just time for them to be together. That Sunday was a warm, sunny day, so they decided to eat their lunch outside like a picnic. No matter what was going on in her life, Binihimi always had this quiet time with Yoyaka, something she would lose if she returned to the yokai world. How is your search going for a male partner going? Binihimi asked. It's going nowhere since Sojikun chose Noreke-chan. I'm worried that any human boy will fall in love, Yoyaka said. What about a yokai boy? They should have greater resistance to your succubus aura, Binihimi said. <laughs> the captain of the track team is Raiju. I've been thinking of I've been thinking of approaching him. Then there's the captain of the swim team. He's a Kappa. Maybe I'll let him go searching for the Shir- Shiriko Dama. Wait, what? A sh- I don't know, but it's funny. It's funny because Yayaka's laughing. Like, what is a what is a Shiriko Dama? <laughs> oh. Okay, so a Shiriko Dama. Is a mythical ball at the mouth of the anus. In order for <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, yeah, I found it. Oh, here we go. <laughs> okay, here we go. This is the thing we've been looking for. Uh, a kappa, also known as a kawataro or river boy, is a uh, is an amphibious yokai demon or imp found in tra- traditional Japanese folklore. They are typically depicted as green human-like beings with webbed hands and feet and are turtle-like caprices on their back. The ka- the the kappa are known to favor cucumbers and love engaging in sumo wrestling. They are often accused of assaulting humans in water and removing a mythical organ called the shiriko dama from the victim's amos. Oh, so it's not a sex thing. No, it is a sex thing. She's saying I might go let him go search for the Shiriko Dama. What she's oh. saying is that she's gonna let him eat her ass out. Oh, wait, this is so a kappa is this like webbed creature? Yeah, it's like it's like a it's a it's a river boy. <laughs> so all these you know e boys, you know soft boys, you know you know fuck boys. This is a river boy, and this river boy. He loves to just eat stuff off off your anus. He loves to eat mythical organs out of your butt. Out of your butt. (laughs) He goes up and he just steals your butt. And apparently Ayaka is down. See, we need more Ayaka in this story. Yeah, okay, that was was good. Although we had to look it up. We did have to look it up. (laughs) Yuck, do not be disgusting, Ayaka-chan. Binihimi said, the Shirikodama referring to the made-up mythical organ that Kappa's ripped out of someone's hands. Oh, there it okay, is. so we didn't need to look it up. It was right there. <laughs> Lighten up, Benichan. I'm just joking, Iyaka said. Binihimi knew that Iyaka was probably in some probably into some very exotic forms of lovemaking, but decided it was best to not ask questions she didn't really want the answer to. Why don't you try to go out with one of, one of the yokai boys? You already said that. <laughs> Benihimi, you're having a stroke. You just said that. You can't just redirect the conversation by asking the same question again. That's She's got no game. You probably didn't notice it, Benny-chan, because you've always been around me, but my aura is very strong, especially when it comes to boys. I think even the yokai boys won't be able to keep from falling for me. Ina-san was able, Ina-san was able to work out an agreement with you, Benihimi pointed out. Yeah, I could let it aside. That's part of the problem. Inasan understands you have an open relationship. I fool around, but it's just physical, not romantic like with her. You really do care about her, don't you? Binihimi asked. Yes, I do. 
I wish I could be with an incubus that would make things easier, but they're too precious, Yayaka said. Benihimi wished she could help her friend offer some sage advice, but she was out of her depth. Yayaka wanted to have sex with a boy for the first time, in part because of her... S- Wait. <laughs> Wait a fucking minute. How did she infer that? Wait a minute. <clears throat> Stop the presses. Yayaka's a goddamn virgin. She fucked Soji, or I guess she fucked Mari, but Mari was... Well, I mean, I think we're reading between the lines. And it's like that, we decided last chapter, we can't do that because there's nothing beyond the surface. It, it literally says, Yayaka wanted to have sex with a boy for the <coughs> first time. <clears throat> so Yaka hasn't fucked a boy. Nope. So Soji, okay, so we have an answer to the question. Mari wasn't, so, so, so when Mari transformed into Soji and fucked Yayaka, maybe, maybe they didn't fuck. Maybe they just like, that's really sad <laughs> if they didn't fuck. I, f- I feel like... Imagine that. that. You're just like, okay, you're a shapeshifter, right? Yes. I'll, I'll pay you, but I just want you to change into this person I really like, and I want you to sit next to me, and we'll, we'll hold hands, and we'll watch TV together. <laughs> oh. I mean, there's people that would pay for that, definitely. I mean, yeah, there's people who pay the hookers to cry with them or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> how much I mean I'm assuming at least 50 an hour is this a service you're interested in <laughs> uh, I could I think I could both be a consumer and a producer of that service you, you'd be down to let guys cry with you <laughs> I mean you do cry a lot I hear it all the time when I'm trying to go to sleep even Jake yeah, I, might as, I might as well make some money off of it I know right <laughs> I'm a little angry now I, I, I'm coming in hot. Dude. I thought we would get some sexy shit out of Yayaka, but no. Oh, well, I mean, it sounds like we will. We it, we might. All I know is that this this is taking a turn for the better. Chapter seven. Okay, so you're thinking this is a turn. <laughs> I mean, I got to say this is a turn for the better because it is making me feel something, and that's good. <laughs> I am interested again. Uh, I'm interested for the first time. I think. <laughs> it's when they pull out the V card. Succubuses could only give birth to other succubuses if they had sex. If, if they had sex with an incubus, the problem was that succubuses tended to only have female Wait, offspring. What is an incubus? I have no idea. I'm assuming it's a boy suck. I don't know. They only have female offspring, so there was a. Sh- it, it's a band. I mean, you remember incubus? Oh yeah, the, Link, the Lincoln Park style band. So there was a shortage of incubuses. Yayaka was one of the few succubi in her generation who carried the genes to give birth to an incubus. She was special. Still, there was a danger with an inexperienced succubus having sex with an incubus as succubuses were significantly strong, stronger. Her friend might seem like she was just sex crazy, but she was actually trying to secure the future for her whole species. Binihimi couldn't begin to relate to her friend. She was a twice-born. She felt no kinship towards other Yuki-ona. Yet she knew this was important to Yayaka, so she reached out and hugged her. I'm sure you will find someone. Okay. Hey there, it's editor Fancy Octopus. Uh, I want to make a quick clarification. Uh, I misspoke uh, during the episode, and I'm claiming that Aok is a virgin. I think I might misspeak and say that a little bit more later. 
Um, that's obviously just uh, an incorrect statement. Uh, she's not a virgin. She is a virgin when it comes to having sex with uh, men. But it uh, has been stated earlier in the stories that she has, or at least we can assume that she has had sex with uh, with women or you know other other people, just not with uh, men yet. So I uh, just want to make that quick clarification because I'm uh, probably going to keep saying the wrong thing a little bit more. Uh, sorry for the confusion. Okay. So, Ayaka's a virgin, but she needs to fuck a lot of guys so that she can become good at fucking. Because incubuses are apparently little, 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 little wimp, wimpy boys. And so, if if uh, if an inexperienced succubus fucks an incubus too hard, it will kill them and not and not allow a, a pregnancy to occur. So. That's Ayaka's journey, is to fuck some boys so that she can learn how to fuck, so that when she fucks an incubus to become pregnant, to give birth to a succubus, she doesn't kill the incubus. Dude, can you imagine being fucked to death? <laughs> it's either like... The either- only way I see that going is a huge dildo up the butt. <laughs> is that the inexperience these succubus has? They just pull out like... A fucking like two liter oh, bottle size, two liter bottle size glass dildo, and they're like, "Okay, I know this is experimental." <laughs> yeah, they've got to do that on a few humans first before they realize, like, "Oh yeah, that doesn't work." Oh, that turns out just splits them in half. <laughs> but yeah, so apparently. I, I mean that's that's kind of this is that's intense. Like they must like I feel bad for the humans. It, okay, I'm I, I'm imagining it's both. I, I had to imagine it's more that the incubuses are kind of wimps, right? Because the humans can handle the succubuses, <clears throat> and the humans are weaker. Well, I think I think it's that the humans aren't as valuable. Oh, so if you kill a human, are... if you fuck a human to death, there's no problem. <laughs> yeah, it's I don't know. It's like blowing your nose. Uh, let's see. There, okay, there's a danger, so maybe it wouldn't kill the incubus, but it could maim them through your pure sexuality. <laughs> yeah, they might never want to have sex again after. I that. mean, that's real inexperience if you maim somebody, especially like the male side, because like you know, I don't know. Like, I feel like you'd have to like you'd have to like hammer that dick with like a straight up like fist. <laughs> Some people are into that. Just though, fucking so. twist it. <laughs> just try and pull it off. You put your heels on and just <laughs> dig them in. <laughs> Have you seen the thing where you put your face through a hole and then you you step on the face? Oh, yeah. We were watching. That. Yeah, we were watching some of that the other day. <laughs> that was a good roommate activity. I didn't realize it was porn. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best thing to say in the middle. <laughs> Enough about me. How has Mari-chan's matchmaking been going? Ayaka asked. She seems to believe that Yutaki Shigeru is the boy I should be with, but I have my doubts, Benihimi said. Shigukun? Really? He's a nice boy, but he seems to care more about his paintings than he does girls, Ayaka said, laying down on the grass. He's very sensitive to yokai aura. One of his ancestors might have even been a yokai. So Mari-chan is presenting me to him as a kind of muse. This is not what I want, though. I am no longer a hopeless romantic. Hey. Hey, I don't believe that. You want to know why? Why? The story's called of yokai and hopeless romantics. I, 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 oh. I feel like I feel like she. I might. forgot what the story was even about. <laughs> <laughs> about the yokai. Well, you know, remember though, the river boy's gonna try and eat out uh, Yaku's oh, ass. Oh yeah. Um, this is not what I want though. 
I am no longer a hopeless romantic who wants a boy to fall hopelessly in love with her and worship her. I want a boy who sees the true me, not some idolized version. A boy who will point out when I'm at fault and help me be a better person, Benny Himi said. Yayaka let out a little laugh. <laughs> I'm sorry, Benny Chan, but you're looking for a soulmate, and that is still a romantic notion. Benny Himi wasn't angered by her friend's laughter. I still think it's a little less silly notion than I, how I used to view things. It is, and who knows, May Shigu-san will be that boy. The cat is a very good judge of character. Ayaka said, I don't know. When I look at Shiji-san, I don't feel anything special from him. I hope that does not sound mean of me to say, Benihimi said. Give it time. Not every boy is the type to just wow or go right off the back. Look at Soji-kun. When he was interviewing us, only Noriko-chan was really drawn to him. Yet in the end, we all ended up falling for him, Ayaka said. That is true. I just have to be patient. Mori-san does have until the end of the semester, Benihimi said. What do you mean she has until the end of the semester? Yayaka asked. Binihimi had to think quickly. That is the time frame I gave her to find me a boyfriend. (laughs) You're not telling me the complete truth. You know you're a horrible liar. What is really going on? Yayaka asked, sitting up and locking eyes with Binihimi. Binihimi was caught. She knew Yayaka was right. She was not good at deception. Still, she did not want to let her friend know about the return to the yokai world. Binihimi tried to think of a way out of her current situation, but knew in the end she would have to tell the truth. My parents have asked me to consider returning to the yokai world at the end of the semester. Permanently? Yayaka asked, her tone serious. Yes, they have been less than pleased with how my romantic life has gone. Okay, so it's not about her getting her shit together. It's about her not finding a boyfriend. Bad parents. (laughs) Bad parents. Oh, I'm 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 heated on this one. Wasn't this something that like? Oh no, no, it's no, a pretty no, wait. big deal for yokai to like seduce humans, right? No, that's it, the, that's the succubus thing. No, it's like no, it's like their fun thing to do. They win human elections. Oh, it's just a hobby. But wait a minute. No, okay, okay, okay. Is she saying they're not cool with the romantic life because she almost killed a few people? Because <laughs> if that's the truth, okay, not bad parents, reasonable parents. But I think she's trying to make it sound oh. like... Because I feel like that's the actual reason. Is that like, hey, you almost oh. killed a bunch of people. How about you come and chill? Like, if you were at college yeah. and you got broken up with and you pulled a fucking gun on people, your parents might be like, hey, uh, should come home for a little bit. You, you know, we'll, we'll figure out this whole gun thing. Dude, if that was my kid, they would not be coming home. <laughs> <laughs> They're too scary. They might pull a gun on you. It, it would be, yeah, well, it'd be one of those uh, of mice and men situations. <laughs> you take him to the lake. <laughs> yeah. So I need that gun. <laughs> now just look out there. When you get, you know what? We're going to go to a college and there's going to be tons of women who will be willing to talk to you. <laughs> just imagine. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. That's, yeah, that's I, sad. I overreact. <laughs> it's real sad. It's like it's like it's like of mice and men, but like the manosphere version. <laughs> uh, but so, okay, yeah. So I don't know what Benihimi's implying here. I mean, I came off a little hot on that one. I overreacted, but uh, I mean, it re- I feel like you reacted r- properly for how it was written. Yeah, like it's that's imp- what it's, that it's imp- was my how I interpreted. It, it implies too. that they're like you haven't found a boyfriend at home. I feel like the real implication is. You kill. You almost killed. You almost kill people. <laughs> yeah. Come home. 
Yeah, I think it's just Benahimi kind of just like uh, brushing over it. Brushing yeah. over. She's she's uh she's she is a human. She no, she's not a human. She's a yokai, which means yeah. she's not flawed. This or- is just a better of better way of saying like my parents aren't super happy that I was almost a murderer. Yeah, <laughs> it's because I don't have a boyfriend. <laughs> So they told you to return the yokai world because of Tanahishi-san? And as like a razor blade, it crept into Yaka's voice. An angry succubus was truly terrifying. No, and don't go do anything drastic. They told me to think about whether I should remain in the human world and decide on my own. You know my parents, though. If they are suggesting it, they must have a reason. I cannot simply brush off their suggestion, Benihimi said. Yes, you can. You're going to stay here with me. I don't care who your parents are. They can't tell you what to do. Yaka said, getting emotional. This is what Binihimi feared. Yaka could get emotional and irrational when it came to those she loved. Binihimi almost envy. Oh, I want. It's, it's almost like Yaka's like a a character. Oh, she has a she ha- she gets emotion. She has emotions and, and rationality as well. Oh, well I guess yeah. I guess Binihimi does. It's just that when she has emotions, her tears freeze and she kills people. Yeah, honestly, Binihimi reminds me of the oldest daughter in Bob's Burgers. <laughs> Tina? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but with less interesting quirks. <laughs> yeah. Instead of being like into horses and, and, and butts, <laughs> yeah. she's into cooking. Yeah. Or not even like, they don't even describe the cooking. She's been like cookies and yeah. and eclairs. I mean, and that's just not that interesting. I mean, they at least honest. describe the cooking. If this became like a cooking thing and we were just reading great descriptions of cooked food, I mean, I'd be into it. I would not be. Well, you're you're already committed. (laughs) (laughs) Binihimi almost envied how she could just let her emotions take control of her. Binihimi had to handle her friend delicately. You know it is not as simple as that, Yayaka-chan. My parents are not cruel, and I've always had my best intentions in mind. That doesn't matter. This is not the time for logic. You have to go with your emotions on this one. You don't want to stay. You want to stay, don't you? Yayaka asked. That was a question that cut to the heart of the matter. Binihimi had reasons to stay, yet there was still the heartbreak from Keiji. Denied as much as she might, it was still there. What true, what truly got to Binihimi was her anger at herself, more than her anger at Keiji. She had misjudged him so badly. It was that doubt in her own judgment that made her question staying in the human world. I made a big mistake with Keiji-san. I cannot make mistakes like that. Yes, you can. You're just a high school girl. You can expect your first. You can't expect your first romance to be perfect. You have to move on. You can't ruin your life over one mistake. Ayaka said, starting to calm down a little bit. That's why I agreed to Marisan's proposal. Benhimi said, "You don't need a boyfriend to stay here. There are pretty girls who go through high school and college without having a boyfriend." Ayaka said, "That is true. But I want to eventually have a husband. I want to be a wife." If I cannot find that in the human world, then maybe I can find it in the yokai world. The longer I stay in the human world, the harder it will be for me to leave, Benihimi said. Maybe I should also try to find you a boy, Yayaka said. Benihimi gave her friend a polite smile. I appreciate your want to help Yayaka-chan, but we both know that would not turn out well. You're right. We have completely different tastes in men, Yayaka said. I guess it's really all in the cat's hands, and I want you to stay even... Even if she, I want you to stay. Even if she fails, though, I. You don't have to answer, Benny Chan. Yeah, I said, erupting. Let's enjoy our lunch. I know things will go well. Yaka yeah, giving some solid advice here. I feel like, you know, Nutty. I don't. Okay, how do you feel about that chapter? That one had some drama in it. That one actually yeah. had some. Oh drama yeah, in dude, it. this is a good. That was chapter. a good chapter. Solid chapter, pure natural. 
<clears throat> so how do you feel about Benihimi? I feel like she's truly a hopeless romantic. She really like, is. It's starting to make sense. I didn't expect it to be her, to be honest. But it's like, but it's like, it's such intense ideas. She's like, oh, like, you know, the first thing didn't go right. So whatever, which I guess he's a high schooler. That's fair. Fair yeah. judgment. But she's such a square. Like, my God, she's like such a square. And then like, yeah, cause like you don't have to have a boyfriend. You can go through like college and high school. Yeah. And she's like, but I want to be a wife. It's like, to be fair, the way she said it does kind of give that kind of housewife vibe to it, right? The way she yeah, said it. Yeah, yeah. You know? Because, like, also, I feel... Okay, I feel like Benihimi's tastes, other than her cooking, her like of cooking, which is unique to her, I will give her that, everything else about her is fucking bland as hell. She's like, I like boys with kind hearts. I like... I want to be married someday. <laughs> That's like everybody. That's like, like you know, most yeah. people. She's got to go to church. Find a nice church boy. <laughs> nice church boy. <laughs> well, I'm just saying like, you know, most people probably imagine they're going to be married someday. And I feel like most people, or at least that's like, that's like a goal to be like, someday I want to be a husband or a wife. And most people, you know, like people who are nice. I feel like most people don't enjoy mean people exclusively. Um, yeah. And also, I mean, I don't know. We know nothing about Benihimi and she's the main character. Like uh, name, yeah. name a unique character trait other than cooking and being a yokai. Cause that doesn't matter. I mean, I guess the whole like almost murdering an ex-boyfriend thing. There we go. We got one character trait. She almost <laughs> murdered an ex-boyfriend. And that Connie- is not like, that is not like a trend of the rest of, how did she even get a boyfriend in the first place? She was, he, was a, he was a bad boy with a bad heart. <laughs> uh, that's, yeah, that's what I'm wondering. She has no game. Yeah. And she's also like very, you know, I don't know. I, I think I'm losing hope in that Benihimi's going to find a boyfriend. Like, do you think she's going to be able to pull it through? I mean, we do have seven, wait, 14, 13, 13 more chapters. 13 more chapters. Holy fuck. All right, I'm going to peep ahead just to see. You going to do a little sneak peek? I feel like you could skip a few chapters and it wouldn't really matter. Well, I mean, but that's not the Barry Jim's way. We have to read every chapter. I mean, okay, seven, it's getting good though, right? Like seven was good. Yeah. Here's a taste of chapter 16. We will now start reading the judges' scores. I will read them from lowest to highest. For the appetizer, Toro-san received seven points. Wait, it's... While Toyo-san received eight points. Wait, we don't For get the to the cooking course. competition till chapter 16? <laughs> well, there's probably a few chapters. This, this seems to be the end. But uh, there's a lot of reading off scores in this <laughs> chapter. <laughs> oh, God, okay. Really getting the details that we wanted. You know, I, well, you know one, one thing I didn't like about this chapter... They didn't describe any buildings. <laughs> and I missed it. I, I know <clears throat> I came out at first being like, fuck this building descriptions, but after having them happen so often, they're nostalgic. Oh, uh, you know what I just realized? What? There kind of is a description of a uh, building. In seven? A building of their relationships. <laughs> you think that's what the author was going for? I it's think just that, a tight parallel between buildings and building relationships. That's the biggest metatextual wow. argument that we can make 
so far is that the description of buildings is paralleled with the intensity of them trying to build really except the buildings have all been pretty stable and well established and the and and they were just nagging the fuck out of us that like they <laughs> while while he's painting them you're, you're chubby and fat and you only eat shit and you're, you're you don't take care of yourself yeah, I wonder why no one wants to date you, Benihimi. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how, okay, so what's the thing you rated it last time? It was what a, a two and a half, right? Two and a half out of five Harry Potters. Was I that generous? <laughs> <laughs> well, we got chapter seven. <laughs> we finally got chapter seven. Okay, yeah. Honestly, if we had stopped after chapter six, I'd probably be sitting at like a one and a half. Oh, but okay. I'll stay steady at two point five. I'll follow suit. I think 2.5 is just because of chapter 7. I, I, yeah, yeah. Because I feel like chapter 5 and 6, I mean, I was not a fan. <laughs> not a fan. We just don't even know what Benihimi really looks like even. No. I think she has red hair? She's no. a cat. Oh, she has black hair. No, that's Mari. I don't. I really don't have a mental image of any of these people. You know they have. They are well endowed. <laughs> <laughs> You know, all the men yeah, are well endowed. You know, all the women are well endowed. You know, everybody's well endowed. You know, the river boys like to eat out chicks' anuses. Oh, yeah. And you know, Yayaka wants a river boy. That was the best yeah, part. I want the, a river boy. That was the best part of the series right there. That little the little river boy thing. Yeah. See, that was like, that was a very clever use of like the yokai. See. They're lore. using the yokai and making it a romance. Yep, like that. That was good. That, that was, was good. That was that, that. That was a four out of five sentence right there. Yep. I like how we we had to look it up, even though it was like right there. <laughs> we were we were we have no respect. We are giving very. We are we are keeping them honest. <laughs> no oh, respect. Yeah. Uh, see, I guys do two and a half. Uh, that's fair. I, I I have high hopes though. I feel like this could go places. I feel like a lot of things could happen. I'm just worried that it's gonna be chapter 14 is gonna be the next interesting chapter. <laughs> yeah, there was so much fluff before we got to this, and the the worst part is like they weren't even doing anything in this chapter. No, they sat. And it was way more interesting. Yeah, that's the thing. They literally just had lunch. Yeah. But like, what we did so many other things before, and the only interesting thing they did then is that we learned about how like, well, actually, apparently, Mari and 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 Yayaka didn't fuck, or I don't. Maybe I guess they don't count it as having sex with a boy because it's Mari, but she's oh, in the maybe. in the form of a boy. You see, that's confusing to me. Like, because it's not like it's like she shapeshifts. Is she a boy when she shapeshifts? Yeah, genetic, like, 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 genetically, or like, she has the the and like, does she identify as the thing she is shapeshifting as? So if she shapeshifts as Soji, is she identifying as what Soji would identify as, which Soji would identify as a male or, or a guy? And so would Mari then identify, or would she only identify as a copy? Of the uh, Soji, which means she could identify still as a girl, which I think might have its own special name for a gender, which I have in a book over here somewhere. Actually, what? I think you yeah, have I think a book I do. On this? Yeah, like this book. Oh, yeah, I got a list of genders in here. Or they, these were genders that were really popular in the uh, Tumblr left. 
or Tumblr, not Tumblr left, the Tumblr liberals. Uh, let's see. Uh, okay, so the, the, these are all a lot. So the succubus would be a daimo gender because it's a gender closely related to demons and the supernatural. So, oh, what? Even though I think that I think Yayaka is very clearly a overtly sexual woman. So, uh, I don't know if that really uh, applies. Um, maybe, uh, well, no, uh, Mari, it wouldn't be omni gay because if she did fuck Soji. As she she fucked Yayaka as Soji, then if she was Omni gay, she would have to be gay when she was as Soji. What is Omni gay? Omni gay is gender fluid with one's attraction to the other genders changing with one's gender, so that the individual is always attracted to the same gender. So it's like where your gender is fluid and you switch between genders, but you always make sure that you're only attracted to people of the same gender as your current fluid gender. Wow. So. Which just like I mean I feel like at that point it's like describing too much. It's like you just like to fuck people. Yeah. <laughs> like. Um, yeah, that sounds like. Why are you putting that that rule on yourself? I don't know. I, it's not in. Pro- it's not on this list. Not on this list. But uh, which is not comprehensive. So maybe if you guys know somebody out there who has a big list of genders and can identify, if someone can send us information on how to classify the situation, and we need we need to find out two things. One, did they fuck? Wait, hold on. Omni-gay is a gender? Yeah. That sounds like a sexuality. Actually, it might be a sex. Well, no, it's, it, it's it, both. It requires right? that you're gender fluid, but I think it also would be a sexuality, yes. Because you can't be omni-gay and not... I guess you could be omni-gay and not gender fluid. It just would be... It wouldn't, it'd be kind of pointless to say because it'd yeah. be like normal gay, right? Because if your gender never changes, then you're always attracted to the same sex, right? Yeah. I don't know. But hmm. if someone out there is, uh, knows this stuff, email us and let us know. What I'm would, interested. Uh, how, how would we classify the sexual interaction between Mari shape-shifting into Soji and then having sex with Yayaka. And depending on how we classify that, tells us whether or not they had sex because Yayaka hasn't had sex with a boy. I feel like it's hard because we don't fully understand how Mari identified in the situation or how Yayaka identified Mari or if that even matters. Or yeah, what if it's like, or what if they literally just held hands and watched TV all night and that's the saddest. I really don't want it Mm. to be that. So what would it be if it w- if Yayaka in- in fully accepted that this was actually Soji? Soji, right? So so Soyaka's like I'm fucking Soji. Yeah, but then what if then uh, Mari switches out mid <laughs> No, what if Mari <laughs> still perceives it as her being Mari fucking Yayaka? Then what is the now we're getting into like some situationism and some like other deeper philosophy that's like <laughs> what is the... I guess to Yayaka's perspective it would be a strip but then Yayaka hasn't fucked a boy so that's that's a contradiction oh yeah so Yayaka can't okay logically speaking Mari couldn't have identified as boy as Soji because then Yayaka or at least Yayaka can't have seen. Mari as Soji as a boy and then had sex with her or him because that would contradict the statement that Yayaka hasn't had sex with a boy yet. Yep. So 
if so those two can't be held true now it could be that they both identify soji mara mari as a boy but they didn't have sex they just like mm-hmm. tongue kissed and watched friends or something um and <laughs> i said hearing that statement back in my head it sounded a lot less ridiculous when i thought about it <laughs> But it's probably pretty accurate. Yeah. So that's one possibility. The other possibility, if that, so the possibility is that they do have sex, Mari, or at least Yayaka, couldn't perceive Mari, who is in the form of Soji, as a boy. Which would be weird. Or not necessarily, I don't know, because it, it's weird because of the mechanics of it, and it's purely mechanical. Because she just wanted to fuck Soji. So, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss. This is a, they really, they really, they really, that, that really twisted my noggin. Dude, the worst part of about that whole thing is that it was probably just some offhand thing. The just some offhand comment, right? Just like, just for fun. Like, it was not supposed to provoke this much thought. It's the it's the best part of the story, dude. It, it between <laughs> it's between that and uh, the triangle building. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, I guess. Uh, I guess uh, we should come to a close here. You got any uh, plugs, Toxic? Yes. Yeah, so I guess my website is pretty much off the ground. You can find it at wasteyourtwenties dot com. Nice. And this is a. Uh, uh, essentially, so a travel I, I can go website. on there and I can throw twenty dollar bills into garbage bins. <laughs> yeah. Is that is that what happens? Yep. Sweet. Where do I? How do I get my twenty dollar bills onto the computer? Um. First, you, well, so the thing is that you have to give me the money on Patreon, and then I'll deposit. You deposit, and then you'll the take twenty into the trash can for you. Oh, so you'll like have a video? Yep. Okay, and is it a live stream? Um. Or is it like a monthly? Not thing? yet. So or is there going to be like a monthly video where every month you have Patreon subscribers and you'll write their name on a 20 and be like, this is your 20, and then you throw it into a trash can? <laughs> yep. A burning trash can. I'm actually wasting the 20s. None of it's for me. Yeah. So like it actually costs you money to, to do this. <laughs> like none of the Patreon goes to you. <laughs> Maybe you should make nope. the tiers $21. Oh, yeah. So I at least get a little something. Yeah. Just to pay for the fire. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else? <laughs> <laughs> or is that no nope, that, that's that the, it that's, that's the full ex, uh, extent of your website yeah yeah go check out waste go check out waste your 20s.com is that spelled like t two zero s or nope uh fully spelled out fully spelled out so in english so w-a-s-t-e-y-o-u-r-t-w-e-n-t-i-e-s yep dot com yep waste your 20s hell yeah um, okay, so I got a, I got a few plugs here. Um, I'm on the Matt Hawker show. It should be out pretty soon. I think I know I plugged this like ten months ago, and uh, it wasn't out. Uh, I'm in contact with him. He just he just takes a long time, so it should be out around the same time as this. If you want to find out exactly when it's going to be out, you can follow at Jim's Buried on Twitter, where I release notifications 
of uh, of when our podcasts come out, and also when I show up on other stuff. Sometimes I show. Sometimes I say a little joke, and sometimes I post pictures. Like I'm gonna whenever I'm done with my vacation, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna send some pictures out, uh, and you know have you guys can see how my vacation went. Um, you can also go to our Patreon. I think it's patreon.com slash Barry Gyms, or it might be, I don't know, patreon.com slash Jim's Buried. I don't know. You can find a link to it at barrygyms.podbean.com. Uh, you can't search for us on Patreon. Don't do that because we don't show up because we're adult content, as you can tell from this very sexual, sexual story. Or not, it wasn't as sexual as we wanted it to be, but it Our still yearning. went there. We're trying to force PG content to be PG thirteen, and uh, <laughs> and so you can go there and if you give us a dollar, you can see our exclusive content and also uh, also join our Discord and say stuff to us. Uh, and then you, you can say, you know, that's influence there. That's power. That's real power that you have over my mental well being, and you know, I'm giving it away for a dollar. Um, you can also, if you join the Patreon, get the one dollar thing. You can also, I'll come to your house and I will bury gems in your backyard and I'll give you an internet PhD. And I might, I might even bring a a six pack of soda. You know, I might bring back a, a nice six pack of Diet Coke, and we can have a good, t- grand old time. Um, uh, it does, it does cost two hundred dollars and a plane ticket. So, note that. Um, anything? Oh, we got the first impressions music podcast is going strong. I believe we have uh, a few albums out now. We got one about chain tripping, which is made by an AI. We got one about uh, breakups, that which could fit very nicely here. Uh, a little more emotional and engaging, I would say. Uh, and, you know, go check that out if you want to hear some new music, hear some thoughts on music. Maybe you'll hear some jargon or some analysis that, you you know, maybe it'll make you think a little deeper about music than you did before. Or maybe you just like to hear me fucking ramble about shit. And that's cool, too, because that's all I do with my job. I don't have a job. We just sit here and we ramble all day. And that's kind of, that's kind of what, that's the American dream. Is what I would say if I had money. Which is why I need you to be on. Um, other than that. Anything else I need to advertise? Um, Coca-Cola has a crisp and refreshing taste, and you can find one at your local corner store. Uh, Topo Chico is the elixir of the mountain gods, and it will heal any sicknesses you have. Uh, Flamin' Hot Cheetos, they are a, a snack with the intensity of the, of the aristocrat, but with the accessibility to the common man. And, of course, paintings. They're cool. Okay, so uh, yeah, that that was uh, that was the shameless self advertising spinoff show, the S S A S S. So, uh, so does this story really, uh, you know, excite your life today? I've already moved on to other things. What are you looking at? <clears throat> I don't even know. Hey, the stories, you know, they might take off. And if you have any other stories you think might take off, feel free to email them to us at barrygympodcast at gmail.com. 